Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to a very special edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. We are recording live at Hayes Public House in beautiful downtown Buffalo for St. Patrick's Day, getting our St. Patrick's Day festivities kicked off nice and early. Thank you to uh, the folks down at Hayes for having us out. It's my first time out here. You are very welcome. Welcome home is what we always say. So It's a beautiful little room, man. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, this is really fun. Uh, you guys are, are located on uh, on the shores of what is the lake just outside uh, the window here, Hayes? That would be Buffalo Lake. Buffalo Lake, Lake Buffalo, <laughs> Lake of the Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a native, so I was I wasn't sure what what you folks call it. It is a uh, you see have a truck nice on the lake, here. but it's, I don't see any buffalo. It's hard to pronounce, but I think the, the, like it's bu- buffalo. Buf- buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> the natives call it buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is fantastic. I wasn't, uh, you know, I've seen pictures on the internet of, uh, of course, of, of Hayes Public House, but you guys have a real, authentic, Irish pub feel, or, or, I guess it is. It's it's very authentic here, to to the experience. Um, explain the the niche that you've tried to to fill here uh, at the brewery. So what we try to do here is just kind of create a local watering hole, I guess. You know, pub is short for public house. And, you know, to me, a public house is that kind of cross-section in the community where everybody gathers, you know, on, well, every single day. Um, But it's just, it's community-based and it's... um, that's what it means to us. I mean, a pub, you go down and you, you socialize and you meet new people. You meet your friend for a pint and you socialize and that's what it is for us. And it's about like family and community. How long have you guys uh, been open here in this location? Uh, since 89. Oh, wow. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fooled me. <laughs> um, in November, it'll be five years. Okay. Yeah. And has it really become that, you know, that vision of yours? It's, you know, it's downtown Buffalo. It's, it's very quaint. It's very, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's very it's, homey, very cozy. Yeah. It's yeah. Cozy. That's, that's the word I was looking for. It has. It's been really, it's been really cool to see, like, the relationships that have blossomed because you know over a pint of beer i mean isn't that what beer is all about and like it's just it's really cool to see like people that live in the they've lived in the community for 20 30 years and they probably passed each other at you know the local grocery store or church or whatever they've never talked to each other but give them a pint of beer and you know and now they're best friends right and you know now they're hanging out or they're making they're going over to each other's houses for fires and barbecues and this and that and you know so it's it's cool to see that that a local establishment can do that you know over craft yeah. beer and um, and what and, and that to me I mean that's one of the best aspects of the growth in the craft beer world that we've seen is establishments like this you know set up become a community tap room community pub a public house like you said and really just to develop that identity and service that that community that's right around them what yeah. what is what was the inspiration for the the irish and and the pub feel um well going back like i grew up in a restaurant my grandmother owned a restaurant for many many years 
And so I kind of grew up in that setting, and I kind of wanted to follow her in her footsteps, but I didn't really know what I wanted to, like how I wanted to do it. I didn't have any restaurant experience, um, and then I got into craft brew or like home brewing and. Um, things had changed, the concept had changed, but the vision was still kind of there. And so it was like, um, I got into like genealogy and tracing family history and things like that. And there was, there was a lot of, you know, Irish and British influence on my dad's side. And, um, it was kind of like, well, let's, let's do that. Let's mesh this together and do something, you know? And it's like, I don't have to deal with food. Yeah. You know, I'm not passionate about making food, passionate about making beer, um, you know, with the Surly Bill or whatever, whatever you want to call it, passing. Um, that allowed us to get our foot in the door and, you know, just focus on beer and um, the concept, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, that's really how I how I got it started. And I, I always loved hanging out in Irish pubs. I mean, who doesn't like hanging out in Irish pubs and <laughs> having a pint? And that's kind of what it was the cool thing about an irish pub is that when you walk in whether you claim to be you know or have irish heritage or whatever when you walk into an irish pub you know what it is mm-hmm. you're not confused and yeah. that's that's what's tough with and there's some no places. litmus test walking into an irish pub it doesn't matter who you are or what right. you are you walk into an irish pub and it's like everybody's like welcome and come on in and have a good time it's yeah so it's such an inviting and welcoming atmosphere exactly you don't and have to be irish to enjoy an irish pub no not at all <laughs> good because so. i don't have a drop of irish blood in me <laughs> so, and, I, and i plan on enjoying myself here well uh, you do today i i have already had the uh, the coffee porter what else have you guys got uh, on tap today so today, uh, the last couple years, we've done a Scottish heather ale, which uh, heather is a native flower to Scotland and some of the other British Isles. Um, it's beautiful. It's it's uh, there's different colors, but the more common color is purple, and it just makes the hills of Scotland just purple, and it's 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 really cool to see. But um, so we import the Scottish heather, and we, we brew a beer with that. Instead of using hops, we use heather tips. Mm-hmm. And so what we do every year, the last couple years, I should say, we've made it kind of a charity beer. So a dollar per pint goes to a local charity, and we've kind of made it our you know, annual charity thing or whatever. Yeah, I think so. last year was uh, went towards an autism charity. Do you know uh, where the charity is going to go towards this year? Uh, so this year we chose to keep it, we s- still kept it local and we're, we're doing like, um, working with like the Special Olympics and um, which is, it's just blowing out, blowing up out here and it's, it's, it's just a really good cause. Very good. Very nice. And what was the name of that beer again? Uh, Eureka Heather <laughs> Ale. Nice. All of our beers are n- not easy to pronounce. <laughs> which, which most, yeah, most of them are in Gaelic, uh, which is on pur- purpose because it's like, it's a conversation piece, you know. It, it starts a conversation. Nice. I've noticed, uh, you know, I went up to the bar and I looked at uh, everything you were offering, and it seems like you are making it a point to kind of stay true to that Irish theme and keep that theme in your beers. Is that Has that been consistent from the get-go, something that has been important to you? Yeah, I think, like, when I got into homebrewing, you know, there was a lot of homebrewers and a lot of buzz going around about, uh, and I'll probably catch crap for this, but, you know, about local craft beer and stuff like that. But I always caught myself still drinking a lot of imported um, British stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditional stuff and I think at 
I thought back then at some point, you know, the, the whole craft beer thing would come full circle and you'd start seeing a lot of those session beers coming back and traditional brewing methods and like, um, so that's, yeah, I, I, I just kind of took to the more classic traditional British beers. And do you think, do you think that that's starting to happen? Do you think we're starting to see more of those traditional styles reintroduced into, into craft brewing circles or do you think we're still, still working our way towards the beginning of that circle? I think I think it started to happen. I mean, like we saw like the whole, you know, I don't know if it was a big boom or like, you know, maybe a small boom, like a session IPA. You know, mm-hmm. who would ever thought you'd take a big, you know, IPA and make it four percent or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But so I think there's a little start to transitioning that way, you know? Yeah. Like, but. I mean, I don't know. Who doesn't like a, just a nice dry stout or like... Uh, right. Well, we've got... We should also talk about... We've got Tim here from, from Badger Hill. Um, let's, let's take a break uh, and we'll ask Tim what his thoughts are on uh, the reemergence of uh, maybe more classic styles into uh, craft beer circles when we come back after this. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Back to your St. Patrick's Day edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast, recording live at Hayes Public House in downtown Buffalo. This is definitely worth the uh, worth the trip out. If you haven't been out here, come out here, check it out. Uh, there's lots of good options of uh, places to get a bite to eat around here. Uh, the beer is fantastic. I'm drinking the uh, the coffee stout as well. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I can't wait. As uh, between the next segments, I'm going to go find some corned beef and. Uh, yeah, you I'm shouldn't a, have to look too hard. Satisfy a, a, a craving. <laughs> Isn't that like, you know, that's like the rule of St. Patrick's Day is there's just corned beef everywhere? It, if you're doing corned beef right, it is. <laughs> it is. We left off the last time kind of talking about the, uh, the reemergence of, uh, of classical techniques and, and maybe styles um, in craft beer circles. Uh, and we teased it, uh, leaving off with Tim from, from Badger Hill. Tim, you've been silent thus far on this episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. What are, what are your thoughts on the reemergence of maybe classic techniques in styles uh, in modern craft beer in America? Yeah, I definitely think that you're starting to see a little bit of that. I think in the last couple of years, we've really seen Pilsner take off in, yeah. in craft circles, where that was a style that almost seemed a little taboo for craft breweries to do for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, now you're seeing some pretty uh, creative ones and pretty... Uh, Traditional ones as well. Uh, Finnegan's, uh, one of our partners, is releasing their East Town Pilsner, uh, which is a Czech Pilsner with Saz hops. And uh, I had uh, a couple of those yesterday, and, and I think that's just a fantastic example of that style as well. Why do you well, think? Do you think oh, sorry, but do you think part of the reason it was taboo, uh, it had that bit of bit of taboo uh, vibe to it, was because. At least to me, part of the reason why people started flocking to craft beers was because all those styles that craft beers were making earlier on just weren't available from the big breweries. You know, there were a lot of pilsners and there were a lot of lagers. And it was like, okay, I'm tired of this. I want to try some new things. And that's where the craft beer industry sort of filled that gap. Certainly. Uh, I think uh, I think what craft did is, is try to take some of those same flavors and just turn them up a notch and make them bold. And I think... There are some great beers that can do that for you, but I think there's also uh, 
an artistry to whispering rather than shouting. Yeah. And I think people are starting to understand yeah. that a little bit more as, as they tend to uh, see what flavors they like and then now like to find a little more nuance. I'll say this, though, that the... You know, all, trying all these different styles and, and sort of expanding my palate through trying all these different craft beers that, that weren't available as I was growing up um, has made me appreciate good pilsners and good lagers a lot more than I used to. You can Definitely. really tell the difference. Definitely. I, I think uh, people start to just broaden their palate in general, then they become more familiar with what they're tasting, what they're drinking, and they come to appreciate things. Same thing with you know art or music or anything else. The more you're exposed to, the more you tend to appreciate other styles that maybe weren't your favorite before. Yeah, you pick up on the nuances. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think the other part of the reason why you've not seen a, a huge amount of fizzy yellow beer from craft brewers or smaller brewers is simply based on the fact that people are looking for something different than has been traditionally offered by larger brewers, right? So it doesn't make sense to compete in that same space by somebody who's doing things on a giant scale and doing it with, you know, it just doesn't make sense. If, if, if it's already being done, it's already being done in, in a massive way, offer something different. It, so. I think that's a big part of the reason why you've seen, you know, a divergence from those styles being offered. And I think that for a lot of folks, the the reason they're drinking beer now from local breweries or from tap rooms or, or from regional brewers, it's not necessarily because they're looking for those different styles. It's because they're looking to support local companies or they're looking to support their 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 friends, their neighbors, um, those businesses that are in their communities. So if that's a style of beer that they like and they don't want to support uh, a multinational conglomerate, then, then that's the beer they can go get and they can enjoy and, and do with the, um, you know, reflecting the, the values and opinions that, that they choose to. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, the whole drink local movement that has happened has really kind of changed the way beer is viewed. Craft beer has certainly broadened its audience. We're seeing uh, people from all walks of life certainly a lot more diversity is starting to come in there and you get that by offering a wider array of, of styles of taste for people um, you know sitting around a table here with a bunch of nerdy bearded men uh, <laughs> kind of fits the uh, the normal stereotype of craft beer but I think what you're seeing uh, you know I can, well, back, I can back here yeah but yeah, out back in front here. In, in the pub yeah absolutely there's there's women there's children there's there's a whole the the gamut and that's one of the things I've really loved about the the beer scene at least from my perspective um, you know when when I first started dragging my kid to tap rooms five years ago I would get lots of side eye. Oh yeah. Um, you know, dragging my kid out. Now it's not it's not that big a deal to bring a kid to a tap room. When every once in a while you still get, you know, the stink eye, but number one, I don't really care. Number two, I'm not the only one anymore. There are plenty of people who find it socially acceptable to bring your kids out to a tap room and sit with other families. What do you get? Do you get more kids or more dogs? Uh, at Badger Hill, we get more kids. Okay. Uh, a lot of dogs in tap rooms. That's a whole, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I can, I can give you my view on, on dogs. Like, <laughs> kids you can't leave at home. Dogs you can put on a leash and put in the backyard. Kids, not so much. <laughs> I tried that nobody's once. A, nobody's allergic to kids. 
That's that's also another valid point. I don't know. I've got a whole list. I can go on and on. Uh, I I like that though. I like that tap room is in my two year old's lexicon. That that's something yeah. that she knows. She was excited to come here today. She's out there enjoying herself. And I think the idea of a public house is certainly meant to be that. It's a community meeting space. It's not just for people to hang out and and drink a lot of beer. It's for a place for people get together. Which I think this is a yeah. perfect example of. I that. think like. When we first started, we had to do some, you know, I don't want to use the term education training. Yeah. Educating the community that, you know, we're not a bar. We're not a corner bar. Yeah. And um, it's okay to bring your kids here. Like it's it's a different vibe and it's not. It's not a drunk house. Yeah. yeah. It's not a CD dive bar. And I've got nothing against CD dive bars. CD dive bars have their role in society right. for certain. I've, I've patronized many. Um, yeah. But that's not what tap rooms are. Right. And it's kind of like, I think it kind of goes, it's kind of connected a little bit with the, you know, like, we don't have a TV in the pub. And it's because we want you to come down and socialize, you know, like... If you're yeah. going out with your wife and kids or whatever for a family day, you know, you don't need to be staring at a TV. The yeah. whole point of getting out of the house is that you can spend time together and, like, enjoy each other's company. Do you guys have games uh, out in the pub? Like cribbage or board yep. games, games, stuff like yeah. that? Yep, yep. We yeah, uh, were probably that aspect of yeah. tap rooms. Badger Hill's been great about that. I saw your little board game uh, cabinet out there. And we're probably one of the few places that still have a, like an original old like dartboard, steel tip dartboard. Oh nice. man. You could yeah. never get away with that in Minneapolis, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, I'm sure there's an ordinance where, you know. It's like lawn darts. I was actually watching uh, the premier dart league on TV this morning. Yeah. It made me actually want to play some darts. Yeah. Do, so, they, yeah. do they still use traditional darts? Or oh, are yeah. they oh, nice? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, love, I love the classic darts. There's nothing. You can, it's just, there's no getting around it. Like, just the, 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 the feel of, of the brass and, and the weight. Like, it's just, there's no substitution. Right, right. And, like, there's this weird, weird rumor going around the community that we're doing this rooftop patio. I don't know where they got that idea. (laughs) But uh, they're like, so what are you going to do up there? And I'm like, lawn darts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing it back. (laughs) I just got to get my insurance in check. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get a lot of dart players here? Is is it a popular... We used to, and then it, it goes in phases. Like, yeah, and then then there's nights where a, we don't even turn it on. You it's know, a like, big wintertime thing, isn't it? There's a lot of uh, dart leagues during the wintertime when there's not much else to do in the, uh, yeah. the land of 10,000 frozen lakes. I haven't played darts yeah. in a long time. I have a dartboard at my house, yeah. and I haven't played darts in a long time. Yeah. It's great because you actually, like here, you, ha- you still have to use chalk. And you have to use your mind to, like, count oh. and do the math. Yeah. You know, it's not like you throw the dart and it's like... Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. That's done. If i got to bring my calculator, that's... Yeah. You have one on your phone. It's oh, true. <laughs> you literally have one on your phone. All right, we are uh, up against a break. Let's go ahead and, uh, and knock that out, get that out of the way. And we'll come back with more of our St. Patrick's Day edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast from uh, Hayes Public House in Buffalo.
Welcome back to your St. Patrick's Day edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. Uh, quick plug, a little, uh, let's take care of a little house cleaning. Uh, Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest coming up on uh, the 24th. Yes, sir. At the Minnesota History Center. We will be there recording an episode. So if you're heading out there, stop by and say hello. If you're not heading out there, what's wrong with you? Why yeah. would you miss that? Well, it's such a, such a great event. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. Yeah. I'm, okay. not, I'm not and we're still, Don't look uh, at me. We still have the, uh, the tickets to give away. All you got to do is uh, hit us up on Twitter. MN underscore BeerCast is the handle. Use the hashtag RareBeerFest, and we will do a drawing of everybody that's tagged us and use that hashtag, uh, and you'll get a pair of tickets to the Rare Beer Fest. Yeah. Bonus points for funny or amusing posts. Okay. Yeah. Funny gifts. It, it, oh, yeah. that, that if you can, uh, it you may or may not increase your chances of winning, I can't say. Uh, you, if you post a, a gif of Schmitty. Uh, I think that's an automatic win, right? I mean, I, it, <laughs> I, legally, I cannot say if it may or may not increase your odds. I, I Somebody do, can find. I do believe it's shitty. entirely random. Entirely, it is. It entirely is actually random. entirely random. But I really want to see a gif of Schmitty now. It may or may not increase your odds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we are of course still at Hayes Public House. We're enjoying our St. Patrick's Day. I am on course number nine of corned beef. I, I think I've even, only got like seven more noon. courses in me. What's that? It's barely noon. So how have you? How have you done that? I'm committed. Do you question me? No, I do not. Not when it comes to corned beef. You had better not. Uh, we uh, we had talked a little bit earlier in the show about uh, one of the beers you, you had uh, brewed, uh, Hayes. It's a uh, Eureka Heather Ale, correct? Um, and it's uh, benefiting the Special Olympics here in Buffalo. Uh, and you've got uh, Joe here to tell us a little bit more about the, the charity. Tell us about the charity, Joe. Um, so... Last year it was with uh, with Autism Allies, and I think the, the the kind of the cornerstone of Hayes Public House as well is that there is a lot of emphasis on community. You know, with with the tap room, people coming in, socializing. You talk about a lot of different things, um, and with so with Special Olympics, um, the delegation is actually headed by my wife, um, <laughs> who <laughs> is is a bit of a multitasker, I guess you could say. Um, but um, so, so last weekend we, we, we had the Polar Plunge and, and that went re- really well just across the, the street here at Sturgis Park. Um, but for Special Olympics um, Buffalo, it's, the, the, the name of the delegation is Buffalo Community, emphasis on the community um, and then the, the stampede just to kind of play on, on the Buffalo name. Um, but Special Olympics here in town, there's, there's a lot of individuals, adults, with disabilities that that participate in it. They participated in in high school sports, and then afterwards they kind of said, oh, well, I'm retired because there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else offered. Um, And that's where my wife kind of had the idea that they're not retired. They just need an opportunity to continue to do um, to do things within the community, uh, compete, you know, just just to have an opportunity that most other people also have. Mm -hmm. And so... And so Buffalo Community Stampede was started as a delegation within Special Olympics Minnesota. Um, and so, so a, a, lot of, a lot of time, a lot of effort um, put, put into that. Um, a couple of the athletes that um, have participated with us in the past um, were, were actual, they, they helped out here at the pub. Um, nice. Helping with cleaning. Um, 
wiping down tables and things like that. So really, again, putting that emphasis emphasis on community, um, and it, it's and it's been great. Um, and like and you know, I, I see a lot of stuff um, in the news. A lot of breweries, you know. Hey, we hired individuals with disabilities and things like that, and and, and Pugs was, I, I, and I'm not saying that because I volunteer here or anything like that, but uh, Pugs has been at the forefront of making sure that that community is part of this this public house atmosphere, um, and it doesn't matter the walk of life that you come from. If you've if you've got disabilities, if you come from different parts of the country or whatever, um, it's it's been more than more than welcoming. Um, and it's a, it's a dollar from every pint, is that correct? Goes towards the uh, yeah. the fund. Yep, yep. And 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 the great part is is with um, with with the Heather Ale. So it's, it's a lighter lighter beer, um, and so a lot of especially the people that we work with, they you know not that they should drink a lot or anything like that, but they they'll even come in and <laughs> they'll they'll have a pint too, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and just because it, you know they are adults, and just because they have. Um, developmental disability or anything you know along those lines it doesn't mean that they can't also be a part of this community hell yeah um, so it's 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 been awesome and my wife would kill me if I didn't mention that um, <laughs> um, so so it's it's so it's been a little busy around the house and she would be here in um, and actually talking about it so she kind of was like, hey, no, you need to do that. Um, but being that we just had um, our second child on Wednesday, I am here filling in. I'm not congratulations. Great with, uh, thank you. I'm not great with words. She's much better than I am. Um, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just filling in. So hi to. Yeah, my wife. My wife is a, a rare breed, um, and, and so I uh, no. So hi to Willie, my oldest daughter, Maisie, the 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 new daughter, and I just it's swimming in a sea of estrogen at home. So, uh, you are outnumbered yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, but 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 it's awesome. And Special Olympics, they do so many great things, and it's and it's great having the support of the community for a population like that. Um, I know it's kind of cliche to, you know, oh, Special Olympics, they're, they're big. But on the community level, like, the, the any fundraisers or any, you know, like, the, the, the pints that we're doing um, today, it helps, especially, you know, Buffalo is not a big metropolitan area. It's, it's, it's maybe barely a suburb. Um, and so with, with the funds that, that we raise for Special Olympics, it just gives them an opportunity to maybe participate in more activities and things like that um, and, you know, help pay for those fees. Because there is a fee still with it, um, they got to pay for officials and space and, you know, just like any other athletic competition or sport. Um, and, and, it, and it really does help with that to create more opportunity within the community for all people. That's awesome. So. Well, cheers to you and cheers to your wife for supporting Absolutely. the great cause. Thank and you. and yeah. cheers to uh, Pugs and, and Hayes Public House for, for supporting it as well yeah get out here and uh, and buy as many pints as you can well well during this entire segment we've been uh, sipping on uh, on one of the the brews tim brought from badger hill this is uh astronaut brewer um tim tell us uh, a little about this beer yeah so this is the second time that we've released this beer it uh has citra and mosaic and generous amounts of galaxy uh, for the hops, uh, which really kind of give it uh, a nice both uh, 
citrus, almost tropical flavor, but there's also a, a certain amount of dankness to it as yeah. well. Yeah, it, I, get, I get some pine. You get some of that pine. Yeah, pine absolutely. De- definitely some some uh, some resinous type yeah, of, yeah. of characteristics. Very good. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a double IPA that the first time we made it got uh, such great reviews from from our customers. They asked, "When are you going to bring it back? When are you going to bring yeah. it back?" I think I bought uh, six of the uh, the bombers. Last time you made it. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> you guys have been a little busy at, uh, at Badger Hill lately. We have been incredibly busy. For those who don't know, we are in an alternating proprietorship with Finnegan's. They uh, actually today are, are doing their grand opening of their brewery downtown. Um, but as part of that alternating proprietorship, the production facility in Shakopee for Badger Hill is now the production facility for Badger Hill and Finnegan. So all of their beer that is going to go out to distribution is being um, brewed, packaged, and shipped out of that location. Uh, so it's really been uh, just kind of a whirlwind. It's allowed us to get a lot of, of new equipment. Uh, Upgrade our lab, upgrade our cellar, upgrade. Uh, we got a brand new brew house. They cut our brew house out, took that. Finnegan's now has that downtown. We got a, a brand new brew house. So we've uh, been moving like mad to go ahead and, and get all those tanks filled and, and uh, get them up and running and learn how to use all these these new pieces of equipment. And, and th- that's been a process, but it's been a lot of fun. And they're really uh, great partners to work with. Yeah, I think as uh, as we're listening to this today, they've got their grand opening this weekend downtown. Yes. It's, uh, it's going to be kind of a big deal. Uh, it, it is a huge deal for them to be able to get it open on St. Patrick's Day uh, as... Finnegan's, an Irish-branded brewery, was kind of important. Uh, but the space is awesome. Everything looks great. The the beer on tap. I actually was able to get a sneak peek last night, and everything was fantastic. Uh, it's really coming along well, and uh, we couldn't be prouder of of them and the partnership that we're developing. How has that, uh, you know, sharing that space, has it affected your production capacity? Yeah, so we were able to get uh, a bunch of new tanks as well as a larger brew house. We went from a 20-barrel, three-vessel brew house to a 30-barrel, four-vessel brew house. Uh, We added 490-barrel FVs and two more 60s to bring us to a total of, of six. 60 barrel vessels uh, and what that means is is since this is now a shared production facility those are sh- that's shared equipment we're able to do things that neither one of us would have been able to do on our own but by pooling those resources we're able to get that we were able to add a centrifuge we we're able to add um, PCR capabilities into our lab so we can detect beer spoilers we were able to uh, upgrade our dissolved oxygen testing any number of things um, so it's really allowed us to grow for both brands and given us an opportunity to be better uh, breweries than either of us would necessarily be able to afford or manage on our own. That's awesome. All right, we are up against a break. we got one more segment here from Hayes Public House. we got some news items we want to hit mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So we stick do. around. This is the Minnesota Beercast. We- Welcome back to your St. Patrick's Day edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. Nick Schmitty is wearing turquoise. So, I don't, what, what was wrong with you? You can't, you, don't, you can't find something green in your wardrobe? I'm colorblind. I got, I got my I got my green old this, Chicago shirt on. It's a, I'm, it's, 
It's a disability. I'm colorblind. I'm. How dare you? I don't. I don't believe you. It's, I'm very offended. You're wearing a turquoise shirt on. I'm St. actually Patrick triggered Day. right now. You should kick him out. You honestly it's, should. But wait until the show's over. Wow. I'm colorblind. I don't know. It's a disability. It's a legit disability. That's why I have handicap plates on my vehicle. Now. Uh, are you doing any March Madness brackets? Are you, do you did you enter any any bracket pools for basketball? Yeah, for the for, yes. For what else would it be? Well, it's March I, Madness. I've seen a ton of brackets for beer in March. Okay, that's not what I asked you about though. I'm so confused. <laughs> no, I've done neither. Tim, any uh, any brackets? You do do you do the bracket games? Uh, I'm in a couple of brackets with my family. Did, did I, you pick uh, the University of? Maryland, Baltimore to beat Virginia in the first round? Uh, no, that I did not amazing. know that was a thing. I watched that last night, and I could not believe it. 20-point win, 16-seed over a 1-seed. First Hi time. History. <laughs> I don't know. Any brackets? <laughs> are, you, uh, are you participating in any bracket games? <laughs> Pugs I'll take like, that oh. as a no. <laughs> I've got a brew to run. Well, as, as you mentioned, Schmitty, uh, one, a very, everybody tries to get on the bracket madness. So you see a lot of, like, you know, uh, brackets for whatever, you know, whatever they're trying to promote. And you're seeing it with craft beer every year now, your craft brew brackets. Uh, yeah. Star Tribune Star did Tribune's one. Star Tribune's got one. For Minnesota beers. You sent me one from USA Today that has, you know, vote for the best craft brewery in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this, and I consider myself to be more than average informed about the world of craft beer. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I've never heard of most of these. Well, I've, I've How did they end up in the, the USA Today best craft beer bracket in the United States? Well, I mean, you 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 are you're more knowledgeable than I am on this subject. I like you, to think so. Do you know? Do you, do you recognize the majority of these? Well, yeah. The uh, I believe the untapped list of top fifty rated breweries, um, and then they use some some consumer polling to to come up with their uh, their bracket list. But I I hate it. I hate it all because it's <laughs> dumb. It's all just popularity. It's like choosing the, the prom king and queen. Like, it's, it's just who do you like most? Then come click because then we can sell ads. And if you're, if you're the, the one you like isn't winning, then you can just click more times, and then they might win because <laughs> if you really like them, then, then why aren't you clicking? Because right. your it favorite. Is a, it is a popular, you know, you're asking people to go vote on their favorite beers. Yeah, you it's know, not so. based on anything other than you like them. Cause why? Well, what else should it be based on? I don't know. Why does that have to be based on anything? <laughs> this sounds like high school prom king and queen or something. That's what I'm saying. It's it's, like, it's just as ridiculous. I don't know. It's and I get that it's fun and it's a contest, but it's all it's all ad driven. It's the same. It's the same kind of beef that I have hey, with trying to get clicks. Yeah, with the, the best of lists, right? Vote for us for best of. And I think it's USA Today also has the same the same thing. City Pages does it every year. Your yeah. The Twin Cities. Yeah, where they've, they've got like a, a legit like site that's dedicated to best of lists like across the nation. Like 10 best in this state, 10 bests of these in this state. And they go and get places to 
drive their consumers to go click on these things for our 10 best hot dog places and our 10 best ice cream places. And all it is is they're getting 10 places in a state to go click on ads for, for their websites. And it's not based on any sort of quality. Yeah. It's not based on anything other than people getting there. Well, it's, that's not fair to say because if, it, if they didn't have some quality in there, then they wouldn't have that customer base and be so popular, you know, to get their customers to go out and vote for them. So there's, there's some degree of quality that, that's in there. I, I guess there's got to be popularity. It isn't necessarily based on quality. But if not, not the most highest quality thing isn't always the most popular. Exactly. But it's rare for something of very low quality to be to become popular. I don't know. The El Camino was well. Maybe the, the El, El Camino was awesome. How dare you? All right. Where is it now? <laughs> oh my God. Where is it now? So what you're saying is I'm not going to be uh, rewarded for voting for you guys for best podcast anytime soon. <laughs> That's what Schmitty's saying. Like, Don't even bother. <laughs> if the best we're they a, if, can do is if, a participation medal. If we're, if, <laughs> if we're in a bracket, I will let you know, and I will expect you to click. It's really, it's really just that I'm bitter that we're not in a bracket. That's all it really is. <laughs> we can make our own bracket. And just put ourselves in every entry. <laughs> Before we run out of time on this show, Tim, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, a little birdie told me that one of your primary functions at the brewery is uh, driving forklifts in the snow. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've talked to Brock. Um, good. Uh, yeah, uh, the... Um, that I don't know what was that. Four weeks ago, we got 15 inches in Shakopee out at the brewery, uh, and uh, we've been working all hours. We've been working three, three shifts to try to get stuff done, and I needed to get spent grain out the door, and I <laughs> shoveled a nice little pathway so I could get that spent grain out of the way of the dumpsters so they could pick up the garbage in the morning. <laughs> I drove the forklift on out. I put the grain down. And just started sliding down the rest of the loading dock. <laughs> and everything I did to try to get that thing out <laughs> only made it worse. So here it is, 10 o'clock at night. I'm the only one there. I'm stuck out in a blizzard out in the parking <laughs> lot. And I'm just... A lot of words were said that are probably not appropriate for radio. Uh, thankfully, I, you know, I, called, I called Brock. He lives nearby. Brock, one of our owners, and I asked him what he was doing, and he said he was watching The Bachelor with three females. And I said, well, then I've got the perfect excuse for you to get away from that. Uh, and, he, and he came and, and uh, got me out and assured me that no one would ever know about that until I showed up the very next morning. And obviously... Uh, this will be our little secret. <laughs> The next six hours. Thanks, Brock. I love you. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right. Well, I uh, you're you're craving some corned beef. I oh man. I'm uh, I'm craving another beer. Yes, sir. I suppose we should wrap this episode of the Minnesota Beer Cast up. All right. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Be safe out there. You know, if you're out there having fun today, by all means, go out, enjoy yourselves, have a wonderful St. Patrick's Day, but make sure that you're making the necessary uh, pre-planning to uh, to get to where you need to get nice and safely. I don't want anybody getting in any accidents or anything. Yeah, thanks to Tim for joining us from Badger Hill. Thanks to Pugs and Hayes Public House for having us here. Uh, enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, and we will catch you next time. Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest on the 24th. We'll be there. Cheers. This little song is
is more to the point. Roll out the barrel and lend me your ears. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow.